0: Blog Talk Radio My name is Raina Starr. If you are new to the show, Desperate House Witches is not a GPG or even an R-rated show. So if bad language, bodily functions, dirty talk, or anything else I might say might upset you, this may not be the show for you, but I'm hoping you stick around because my guest is superb. Anyway, Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredibly wicked one herself, Dorothy Morrison. Check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com. Dorothy is currently selling her special 2021 holiday home blessing ornaments. They're fabulous. you got to buy two of them at a time. Actually, you don't have to, but I recommend it because balls should always be in pairs. If you need Dorothy's (laughs) chips overseas, check out theangrycauldron.com, and they also have a line of their own goods as well. Okay, so without further ado, one of my favorite humans, Matt Oren joins me for the hour. Hey, Matt, how you doing, honey?
1: Hey, Raina. I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. Happy to hear from you. How have you been faring during this, uh... well, actually, where you are, the weather's kind of nice. Okay, torture me. Tell me what your temperature is there right now, because I'm freezing. <laughs> I have,
1: you know, I'm not sure. I didn't look, but I'm in my backyard right now, so it's okay, nice and sunny. <laughs> um yeah, I'm cool. torture for you. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, I'm sitting here with I'm... a heat of three blankets and a bathrobe. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I so, do not miss Matt, East Coast weather.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you don't. And I am. I love the East Coast. I was living on the West Coast for a year, back about a decade ago. And the thing about living on the west coast that I didn't like was the fact that it would be snowing in the morning and blazing hot in the afternoon. I lived in uh, uh, near near Reno, and um,
1: oh, okay. it was
0: like, and I had tr- I had trouble breathing there because it was like breathing through sand. <laughs> That's the best way I could describe it. But yeah, that was me. Yeah,
1: I never noticed that because I was <laughs> raised in California originally. Ah. Um, uh, uh-huh. So I I only lived on the east coast like 6 or 7 years. So this oh, is like so my natural have, breathing that's habitat. That's natural habitat.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, so that's why. Yeah, see for me I was born in New York, raised in New York, moved to North Carolina, all east coast, east coast. Went went out west for a year and said, "Hmm, it's like Mars. Okay, I'm going home now." So I stayed for a year and left. <laughs> right. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't deal. I went to Pantheacon that year. It was great and then it wasn't great and then um yeah, cuz for me that cuz the year I went was the Z Budapest situation and that was not fun. Uh, so, well, yeah. I, so, uh-huh, that was my one and only shot with Pantheacon and I said I'm going home now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's etched on the, the memories of many, I am sure. But anyway, so you are everywhere, like you do, okay? Your book everywhere, <laughs> several languages yeah. everywhere. Yep. Um, audio everywhere. Yeah. Spirit boards. Yeah, it's
1: everywhere. It's doing well. <laughs>
0: <It's amazing>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so thrilled about this because it gives hope to us first-timers, not that I'm writing a book, but if I, I want to, I, I can look at you and say, just concentrate on the image of Matt Oren and he will get you through. It's kind of like my my writing saint, as it were, um, oh, which I think is I, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, your, your book's amazing. Thank you. As you know. You're welcome. But you've been doing other stuff. So like, what's going on? What I, I heard something about spirit boards and they're like almost gone and you just announced them the other day. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So,
1: um, I decided I wanted to make a spirit board, uh, you know, like a person does, you know, they just randomly feel like, Hey, I want to do a spirit board. Um, cause I assume everyone feels okay. like that. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> So my roommate, um, Chaz Bogan, he um, has a little company that he makes spirit boards. That's been like a thing he's done for like decades. So um, I yeah. talked to him and he's like, yeah, if you make a design, you know, we'll, we'll make some boards. So we made 51 boards, um, numbered uh, one through 50. I get number zero. Uh, number one is being donated to the Buckland Museum. Because, uh, like, months ago, or earlier this year, yeah, they reached out and they are like, hey, uh, can you donate something for us to put on display? And I'm like, I don't know what to donate. So I figured out what to donate, which is including one of these boards. Um, because, you know, also, like, I everything I could donate, I don't want to part with because it's, like, a magical <laughs> tool that I still use or, like, you know, like, something that, like, an elder gave me, you know, before they passed or after they passed or, you know, just they're things that I'm not ready to let go of. So I'm donating one of the spirit boards and then I'm donating um uh when you publish a book, uh you get um they send out uncorrected versions of the book to like early reviewers. So I had Lil uh-huh. one track one of those down too. So I'm sending them that because there were only like twenty or something made. I have no idea. So hopefully I have something. I mean, I, I'm just kind of like I don't know. I wrote one book. Like I don't have a lot of historical significance yet. So, but yeah, but the spirit boards are. are... They even
0: ask you, I mean, you know, like how many people get asked for something? So that's really incredible that they came to you and said, "Hey, we would like something of yours." That's really awesome. What an honor, huh? Y-
1: yeah. I huge honor. Um, you know, I just, it, it this whole year has been a bit surreal <laughs> for me.
0: Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. you,
1: you know, I didn't know how successful the book was going to be. You know, uh, my intention was just that, you know, like, this is what I would have liked to have read a long, long time ago. You know, I hope that this helps people. And it just kind of took off. Um, people are still messaging me like authors and like people who are like trying to write the first book being like, Oh, can you tell me like what to do? Like, what are your tips? What are your, you know? And I'm like, I don't know. I honestly, you know, I treat it like I would anything magic. Um, I treat it like how I talk about manifestation, you know? Um, I just keep feeding it energy and keep pushing it and trusting that it's in alignment with, you know, um, not to get too occult, but, my idea of true will and what I'm supposed to be doing in the world. And it's done really well. So I'm, I feel very, very fortunate, very blessed and it puts a lot of pressure for future work, you know? Uh-huh. So I'm not like a yeah. one hit wonder kind of thing. Um, so, which I've, I've been kind of grappling with, but then, you know, I keep coming back to my center and being like, you know, that's not the point, how it's, received is not the focus of it it's about you know what i'm doing and what i want people to get out of it whether people like it or not
0: oh i it really but about, hopefully they like it know, right? but they do i mean and they like it a lot and you know you are tireless and it's really a testimony to the level of hard work that you were willing to put in I think sometimes folks write something and they expect merely because their name is popular that it's going to sell and that's not necessarily the case I mean you put your heart and soul into it anyone who reads it knows that and the level of promotion tireless promotion that you were willing to do to get the word out um it, very few people go quite to the, that level. Um, I think the first time I ever spoke to you, I said, the man put out a promotional video for his book. <laughs> yeah. And I I had yeah. not seen that before, and I found it so impressive. And I'm like, this man knows how to get it done. I I, I really <laughs> take my hat off to you. You're incredible when it comes to promoting.
1: Well, yeah, um you know, I, I don't know. I just, I think m- magic in general, the practice of magic has strengthened my my will and my drive. Um, so anything that I'm focused on is going to be like that. Um, part of it uh-huh. is probably also my astrological chart. <laughs> so I have a lot of fire okay. in my chart. Ah, um, there you go. <laughs> so I'm very like, if I'm focused on something, I just push and push and push and push. Um, but it can be tiring Uh, a lot of people don't realize that um when you publish with like so a lot of people in our community you know we think of Llewellyn and Llewellyn's been with us for like a hundred years like literally Uh and you know it's one of the bigger names but people don't realize it's still an independently family-owned business and we don't necessarily have the resources that like the major publishers have when it comes to like promoting and things like that. So, like what you were saying, like you know, people make assumptions just because their name is known, or you know, just because they've had a book published that someone else is taking care of the promotion, and that's not true mm-hmm. at all.
0: Yeah, I, so I there's a lot of that. hustle in <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think you know, and what you said about you know anything that you do magically. having the same attitude about it is really important. I think, you know, a lot of people think they've committed to spell work or whatever it is that they're doing in their practice. And I think, you know, there's still a lot to be learned as far as intention and the power of intention. And I think sometimes we lose sight of that when we're doing magical work that, you know, it, we we put it out there and we walk away from it and, you know, granted a spell, a good spell, well done, with all your full intention behind it should work to a certain extent, but you have to know like you know, like you know, like you know about, right. you know, your book. And I think people have, you know, especially in 2020 and in the last four years have been really rough. And I think it's really hard for some people to focus. I think it'll probably get better now, but I think you've mm. got to go back to that well of what makes you uh what makes your magical work successful and I think right. maybe now folks will start thinking about you know intention again and putting their full their full belief behind magic because I keep hearing from folks, and I'm sure you do too. Tell me if you do. Folks who are just like, I feel separated from my deities. I don't feel like my magic is working. I mean, this is stuff I've been hearing a lot of, especially in the last three months. Have you been hearing that? Um, Yeah, and like this
1: year specifically. um, I I think um, it's kind of lightened a little bit. And I think a lot of it just has to deal with um, the emotional state we're all in and the psychic state that we're all in. Um yeah. so in my book I discuss uh the different auric bodies our different aspects of multidimensional self and how that relates to the multidimensional planes and how um in this theory which like works like a charm for me but I can't prove that these things are concretely real I can't point to them but you move your magic right. up through the planes and then back down through the planes, but if our mental body or emotional body or our psychic body is out of whack, it's going to um, hinder how that manifests in our life, so I think, you know, with all the stress, all the, you know, I don't even want to say stress. I want to say trauma. Um, I was talking Mm -hmm. to an elder um, the other night on the phone, and she was saying how, you know, like when it was announced that, like, Biden was president, she fell into a deep depression, and I was like, me too, you know? And I think a lot of that is not so much that we're depressed that, like, you know, Biden is president, obviously, but it's almost sort of like we can let our guard down a little bit. And so all of this trauma that we've become normalized and trying to keep our shit together throughout the year finally hitting us, you know, and we're allowing ourselves to process it a little bit.
0: Um, I agree I found it I didn't think of it so much as depression yeah for me it was more like oh my god I can sleep an entire night like this wave of exhaustion came over me and I was just Mm -hmm. like oh I can let my guard down for the first time in four years really and yeah I slept for like two days yeah yeah
1: (laughs) and like even just outside because there's been this weird like psychic miasma of heaviness you know um when everyone was on the street celebrating and stuff like that when it was announced um you know it really did feel like something was being kind of broken apart and lifted a little bit you know Uh, which gives testimony to the power of hope uh like i was saying you know biden isn't perfect politicians aren't perfect politicians aren't necessarily our best friends but what we, okay. the alternative is really, really dark. Um, so oh, I'm glad yeah. that, <laughs> you know, that <laughs> we trudged past that a bit. So
0: Yeah. It was rough, though. I mean, the days it took, you know, and, of course, I was panic-stricken and, you know, I had to have my people, like, calm my ass down because, you know, it wasn't like a regular, uh, an elect- like an a regular election year because so many people had voted early, and then I, you know, right. started seeing the returns come in for Trump, and I was like, "What the hell is going on? I yeah. thought we were going to vote this guy out." And it took, it seemed to take forever. What was it? Five days? It was just so yeah. trusting. I mean, and even today. Trump called uh, the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, and said, I need you to overturn the results of the election. I'm like, he's still doing this even now, yeah. today. Oh,
1: yeah. Stop,
0: please. And, and you know,
1: so like, <laughs> I know. And we've become so normalized to this kind of BS, but, like, if you take a step back, this isn't normal behavior. This is stuff that countries that are democratic right before they become, like, a fascist country. These are the type of coups that happen where the leader's like, oh, no, it's a fraud. We're going to overturn it, you know? Um, Yeah, definitely. But... I don't know. The whole thing is so ridiculous. You know, he was constantly going on, you know, telling his supporters, don't vote by mail, don't vote by mail, vote in person. And then, you know, when none or a very small portion of the votes are by mail, you know, all of a sudden it's like a shocking, you know, how, how the votes by mail are for Biden? It's like, well, you told all of your, you know, all of your MAGA people not to vote by mail. So, right. I don't in the see meantime, how that's surprising at all. Voted.
0: Yeah, I mean he voted by mail. So it's like okay, I don't <laughs> yeah, <get> yeah. <laughs> and now yeah, I mean, And that's the so... in Georgia. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh no, I was just gonna say that's just so typically him, you know, to say one oh, thing but then do another.
0: I know. And now his supporters, like some of the some of the the officials there are saying okay, Republicans, don't vote in the runoff election for Senate because it's a fake election and, you know, your vote's not going to count anyway. In the meantime, the control of the Senate is in the hands of Georgia voters. So I don't understand this kind of upside-down, backwards universe they're dealing out of, but, okay, don't vote. Don't vote, Republicans. It's okay. We'll be fine. You know yeah. it's a fake, fake uh, situation and, but the fact that this guy still won't leave quietly or just shut up until he has to move out, it just astounds me it, You know, right. I, I'm frightened that the next version of him is going to be slicker and worse and we'll have yes. an easier time getting in and I just wonder what you think about that, do you envision that being a possibility or are we on guard now?
1: it's funny because I was on Courtney Weber's show the other day and I said the exact same thing. So, you know, I'm hoping that we're learning our lesson, you know, but it does concern me like, because to most of us, like Trump is so obviously an idiot, right? Like he's just like, his IQ is not very, very high. And so what happens when we do have an intelligent and a handsome, a charismatic Individual that is Trump. So, like, what if we had someone with all the charisma and the intelligence of Obama, but Uh with the motives of Donald Trump? Like, that is a very dangerous combination. Um, So, I'm hoping that we're kind of, you know, I I try to be really optimistic. You know, I hope that you know we're learning our lessons and we're proceeding. But there's a lot of things that really kind of hinder the optimism like the whole corona thing right like the whole just wear a fucking mask stay at home yeah it's that simple you know i um on many levels this year i feel like we as a species particularly highlighted in america have been tested Mm -hmm. on compassion and america is failing miserably you know this idea of just simply considering another individual and, you know, we see it in politics. We see it in um, just how corona is out of fucking control here. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, you know, all we can do is just try to, um, you know, encourage people to, you know, think about others um, and understand that yeah. others are a part of us and that we're tied together. But beyond that, you know, I don't know how you can make someone empathize for another human being.
0: Well, see, and I always thought that empathy was a natural state for humans and maybe that's really pie in the sky and, and hippy dippy. I don't know. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: my understanding was that, you know, children, while children might be very honest and cruel with adults, um, Mm -hmm. When they care about each other, they're really open and honest and fragile about it, and, you know, I think that's kind of taken out of us by just situations as we grow up, and
1: the fact that
0: people – oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, I think empathy is completely natural, but I think, like, people are being indoctrinated, You know, um, Mm -hmm. like you you talk to these people who are, you know, against the masks or believe like these weird crockpot conspiracies, (laughs) you know, same with with politics or Black Lives Matter. It's like they'll do the mental gymnastics to like literally avoid like what seems to be a natural state of humanity you know which mm-hmm. which is my biggest fear is this idea of us losing touch with our basic
0: humanity mm-hmm. do you see that getting worse or do you think that because i agree with you and i see a lot of people mm-hmm. that even people i respected at one point have surprised me with the level of conspiracy theories that they are spewing or have spewed um, as i was talking to somebody yesterday i said you know oh i was talking to talz yeah. and govan and i said you know i had to cut out somebody i was married to at one time because his ability to trump support and uh to trump support to support trump see i'm still not over it and and be and be <laughs> Wiccan at the same time i'm like I can't get this to compute in my brain. You are spewing hatred. You're spewing nonsense and I'm like and other friends of ours tried to like say, Dude, what are you talking about? The the Biden crime family is a is a Trump made up theory. It's right. not real. And he was just he kept putting up like newsmax and all this crazy shit. And I finally, I got set up and I walked away and I'm like, you know what, block, 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 don't care that I was ever married to you, block, 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 block. Yeah, <laughs> you're out of my life. I just can't handle it. And it's like, and it's really bad when it's someone you love. I mean, I know my mother is one of these people, but, you know, she's 80, okay? <laughs> she right. Some weird shit that she thinks is real anyway, okay? So then I kind of, you know, all right, she's my mother. What am I going to do? I, you know, I love her, but I can't be around her. So, all right. But people by choice, nah, no, can't do it. Can't do it at all. And it worries me because I didn't realize, and I said this last night as well, I didn't realize how perilous democracy is as far as a lot of the things that we know to be true are agreed upon as a handshake. Like there are no laws saying a president absolutely can't pardon himself. There's, there's several things that are not in stone. And I'm like, maybe they should be in stone. But you think?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I, <laughs> I see, I, and I keep going back to my optimism of hoping that like on lots of levels, we're learning lessons and we're seeing what's wrong with our country. Yeah. And, You know, various levels of community and self, um, which includes how our political bodies operate. Um, Like the Electoral College, the Electoral College, regardless of what they decide, is so outdated and just needs to go away. And it's based on slavery. Like it's literally based on slaveholders or slave owners, you know, trumping. Um, for lack of a better word um, trumping yeah. the voices of the other people in the land so it, yeah. it just it, it seems like counterproductive to any sort of democracy
0: I agree I mean the whole idea of one person one vote was supposed to be I thought that was supposed to be the point the law of the land you know and maybe I just don't get it but I mean, when you have a group of bodies that you can say, throw out what you have as reality and insert something completely different, you know, those folks who are old enough will remember Bush v. Gore uh, or Gore v. Bush, however that one went. Um, And, you know, basically, even though Al Gore won the popular vote, they gave Bush the election. And then they said, you can never use this law again that was supposed to be done. And now you have Trump all these years later who just actively picks up a phone and says, I need your help, overturn this election like he did today, you know. And obviously we don't think, even though um, Brian Kemp is a Republican, we don't think he's going to do that because there has to be some kind of code of decency somewhere, even amongst folks you don't agree with. At least that's what I'm hoping. It's just it's just so whacked out, and it's so fragile. Like I said, you know, the last four years should show people how fragile democracy really can be. And I hope we never right. go down this rabbit hole again because this shit's dangerous. You know, I have a lot of friends who are, you know, non-binary, you know, gay, straight by. I'm by myself. Um, you know, and and every every shade of the spectrum. And the fact that our rights are, you know, under attack, anyway, and then you have this guy who says, well, you know, certain people can't fight in the military. I'm like, what? Are you <laughs> okay. kidding me? Um, excuse yeah. me, unless you're, I'm not brave enough. So I am grateful to anyone who wants to put that uniform on. Anyone, thank you for your service. Just saying, scary. Great.
1: Yeah, you know? and, and, you know, it, it's not just just the trans-military ban thing. Like, this administration has been so horrible towards LGBTQIA rights, and, you know, there's been a lot of, mm-hmm. um, you know, stuff that hasn't been getting media attention because, you know, we're so distracted on, like, what crazy thing is Trump doing today, you know? Um, yeah, but... You know, and then while also saying like, oh, we're super, you know, gay friendly, you know, to the public. And it's like, that's just not true at all. Um, Earlier, like, I think like a month or two ago, I was trying to go through and list all the different bills and all the different uh, things that had passed in the last four years. And I got into like five months and I just had to stop because like all the things that they've done to try to take away, you know, basic civil rights from, is just, it's exhausting. Wow. It's overwhelming. And I don't even wow. know if Trump himself personally believes that because, you know, he's a very insincere person. I think it's more about, yeah. you know, trying to keep the evangelicals happy.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. 100%. <laughs> you know, it's... 100%. Yeah. He was never Christian, not in that regard. I mean, you know, having grown up in New York fairly close to where he grew up, um, you know, they were not particularly faith-based people. I mean, he was a Democrat for many, 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 many years. And, you know, I remember, you know, Reagan, a lot of folks don't remember that Reagan was actually originally a Democrat, and he was told that the only way he could win was to shore up evangelical support because Christians had money. Well, big Christians had money. So he ran as a Republican and yeah, he won eventually because he had Republican yeah. support and evangelical support. Well that's the same way Trump ran. You know? Right. But Trump doesn't believe any of this. I mean Trump's not oh, no. he's not a Christian. He's not a Republican. He is a he is an eating machine that only cares about <laughs> his own his own needs. Which is he's he's literally the
1: opposite. Like I um, made a a tweet, uh, I think like last month or something that the only way I think someone can, you know, follow the words of Jesus and the words of Donald Trump is to either have not read either or listen to Mm -hmm. either of what they've said or to see them as, you know, equal but opposing opinions. Because everything Trump says and stands for is an exact opposition of the red text in the Bible, you know, the actual Mm words that Jesus supposedly spoke, you know, Mm -hmm. as simple as, you know, you know, you can't serve Mm -hmm. mammon and God, you know, I mean, just right there.
0: Right. Right.
1: You know, all he worships is money and power. That's, yeah, Ah, I'm so tired of Trump, though. Let's talk about something else. I know. (laughs)
0: Okay, let's talk about – okay, so you made spirit boards, and I did want to go back to spirit boards. Um, Yeah, yeah. Because I think a lot of folks don't know – I mean, we had the stuff from Milton Bradley when when I was a girl, you know, that – Yes. The old-fashioned cardboard Ouija board with the little plastic planchette, and you and your friends Mm -hmm. would sit around the table and scare yourselves. Even though you right. know, the person across from you is actually pushing it, um, yeah. but I'm, I see that there's a real resurgence in spirit boards. Was this something you had planned on for a while?
1: Um, it's something that I wanted for a while, um, but the desire to make one, has, you know, that's actually fairly new to actually act upon it. Um, and a lot of that also has to deal with, you know, people kept asking four signed copies of my book, and it's you know it's out of print. It's being printed right now, but like Llewellyn's having yeah. trouble keeping it printed. um So I was like, okay, well, I want to make something special for people. You know, if they do want a holiday gift or whatever, um, well, yeah. it's really interesting because people are so divided on the topic of spirit board even in our community. And I think a lot of that really? has to deal with. The, yeah, the the after effects of the satanic panic, Um, you know, particularly films like The Exorcist, which, you know, all starts with a Ouija board and Captain Audi.
0: Yeah. Which, you know,
1: like a a big part of that is trying to distance people from alternative spiritualities, alternative uh, modes of connection with spirit or spirits or
0: what have you.
1: Um, you know, it it originated as a mediumship tool, as something that the spiritualists, you know, way back in like Victorian times, you know, used, and no one really thought of it as spooky or scary or anything of that nature. Um, But like you were saying, you know, I do think that it is um, a rite of passage to sort of scare yourself with the Ouija board. Um, (laughs) I don't think they're as dangerous as people um, make them out to be. Uh, They work with the idiomotor response, which is the same same with pendulums. So it's not the spirit moving the board. It's not the spirit moving the pendulum. It's your subconscious moving it um, without you consciously realizing it that doesn't mean that yeah. the spirits aren't communicating through it but um the 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 amount of energy and force that it would take for a spirit to move it and spell out you know certain words is like poltergeist right. level um and
0: yeah <laughs> you know I'm glad you said that <laughs> yeah
1: so, you know, I, I think also when people have the expectation of like, ooh, this is scary and dangerous, you know, because it yeah. does function on the subconscious, you know, that's what yeah. you're going to get. Um, and I think that's why being a clear psychic um, as much as possible to get clear information, clear results is super important.
0: Yeah. I think part of the problem is that folks don't really understand how it works, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not, and I think a lot of people still look at it as a toy, which is really doing it a disservice. You know, mm-hmm. um, I th- I think when you know when the version that came out in the seventies happened, it I don't think people really understood that it's a magical tool. It's not really. You know, a child's game, necessarily, and and I think, you know, Hollywood and all of that really um, didn't handle it properly, and I think that's why there's still concern about it. But I'm really glad you did one because, you know, they're not necessarily made by spiritual people, when, especially if they're mass-produced. You know, I actually know right. one other person who does them, and they're beautiful works of art. And, I mean, mm-hmm. they are magical tools. It's just a question of, again, what are you putting into it as opposed to are you expecting it to, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, give me some of that instant witch, you know, like have somebody cast right. a spell for me, which always cracks me up. And it's like they get, they get one of these spirit boards, and they look at the board, and they put their hands on it, and they're like waiting. Right, Because they think something is going to happen, you know, under their fingers without any kind of input. And I I just find that fascinating that people attribute that level of um, disconnect from the magic that they're trying to make themselves. I I just find that very weird.
1: Right. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's not that different from like automatic writing. You know, um, a spirit isn't going to grab your hand and write something. You know, you kind of put yourself into a light trance, like an alpha state, like I teach in my book, and you just kind of start moving your hand, uh, the pen on the page, and eventually something comes through your subconscious and speaks that way. Um, Because spirits often use the subconscious because our conscious mind is so... Uh, blocked and closed off to these sort of things, which is why, you know, um, the most common form of spirit contact is in our dreams, when our conscious mind has Mm -hmm. shut the fuck up, and like allowed ourselves to interact with uh, these sort of spirits. And it doesn't have to be um, another big misconception about spirit boards, is that, you know, it's a tool just to speak to the dead. Um, which I believe it definitely can be, but, um, it can be a tool to speak with one spirit guides, with a deity, with your higher self, you know, it's all about what are you focusing on? What are you trying to tap into? Um, and that's, you know, another thing with spirit boards is people, they, they take them and then they're just kind of like, let's see what shows up, (laughs) you know, like, Yes, you know, yes. which doesn't mean that something scary is going to come, but it's sort of it goes back to the ideas of intention and will, and if you're using a magical item, you know you need to essentially give it a direction, give it somewhere to be focused on, whether it's you know um you know I want to try to talk to Grandma or you know um. Yeah, which whatever spirit that you you choose to work with. But,
0: you know, um,
1: it can be used one on one. It can be used in a group. Um, I think tools like these groups are more powerful. And I think that goes Mm -hmm. into the basics of like uh, ritual. So like even the very old like Victorian spiritualists, like when they're doing a seance, they're all holding hands in a circle, right? They're creating a circuit of energy to amplify. Um, So, but they can be used one-on-one. I've had success um, one-on-one. I know many people have had success one-on-one. Yeah. But I don't know. I think there's a lot of really weird fear around it. I honestly don't Mm -hmm. see it as any more or less dangerous than like using freaking pendulum.
0: Yeah, I don't think you know, it's any tangent. more or less dangerous than tarot cards. You know. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. Well, and, and the funny thing is, is that like the terror, like the terror that we know of today, there are spirits associated with every tarot card. <laughs> there isn't, you right. know, a spirit associated with spirit boards or. So I, I think a lot of it is that Hollywood. Um, mm-hmm fear but like also you know I remember being a kid and getting scared by the Ouija board and having fun and you know it is sort of like the rite of passage to have a scary you know spirit board story you know um yeah. <laughs> but I I True. think a lot of that is either in people's expectations or people just kind of uh messing around and like pretending that like oh it moved on its own
0: <laughs> yeah well, I, for me, it's kind of like, okay, you're sitting in your car, and you want to go somewhere, but you're not sure where, and you're just sitting there, and you're <laughs> expecting to be taken somewhere. I mean, you actually have to put your foot on the gas and make a decision about where you want right. to go. Right. Because otherwise, you're right. just going to sit there and look silly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. good to remind folks how it actually operates. <laughs> right. Because are the misconceptions, you know. Oh, my God! that's too funny so okay you're you're a west you're a west coaster well wait, wait a minute, before I ask that question, um, uh, are you going to be making any more, or are you working on something else, or do you have plans to work on something else now that you're almost sold out of these boards?
1: um so this is going to be the only run of these boards um, oh. you know i i I don't have yeah, once they're gone, they're gone. Um, this is okay. a very limited time thing. I have energy to put other places. Um, uh-huh. I might do something different in the future. I don't know. I I mean, my main focus, my main mission is writing, you know, writing and teaching. Yeah. Um, although I did really enjoy this project and maybe I'll do something similar down the line, but Um, Yeah, this is, you know, supposed to be a very limited run, um, which is part of the whole, like, donating it to the Buckland Museum and stuff like that.
0: How many are left? Um,
1: So I haven't checked the numbers this morning, but I think there's, like, Uh 15 left out of the 50. Uh
0: Uh-oh. Yikes.
1: Yeah, so they're
0: they're almost gone. if you want one of these spirit boards, Matt, where do they get them?
1: So you can go to mattorin.com, uh, Matt with one T. So M A T A U R Y N slash spirit board. Like just no hyphens, nothing. Spirit board. Um, one word. Also, you can check it's out 76. any of my social media, it's on there right now. Ah,
0: because they're going fast. Obviously, there may be less than the 15 since Matt hasn't checked yet today. Um, but I know they were going like hotcakes. So
1: yeah, okay, I, so
0: what do you want? Work- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Keep it oh no,
1: no, I was just gonna say like I was I was shocked because like I went to go do a newsletter yesterday, and it was only like a day after I announced it, and you know I, know. I thought my newsletter people were gonna get a heads up, but it's like oh no, half of them have sold already. So it's- well, they're beautiful. You did a beautiful thank job thank you. On them.
0: Yeah, and Chaz
1: did too. I mean, Chaz is the one who actually makes them. I just kind of designed it. Um,
0: So it's a really fun
1: collaboration to do. Yeah, That's wonderful. Uh,
0: So what are you working – I'm sorry, what were you working on writing-wise? I'm, like, trying to make sure I get everything in here because we are down (laughs) to – we have, like, 15 minutes. (laughs) This hour goes fast.
1: Yeah, um, so I'm – still working on a book two. Um, it's getting closer to the end. I still have kept it kind of secret um, until I announce yeah, it. I know. Um, but it, it does have contributions from other people in the magical community, which I think people will yeah. enjoy. Um, and it's something that I don't, I, I feel like it fills a gap that hasn't been filled um, in regards yeah. to, to books that we have. So um, there's that and then I have a third book project um, contracted. I have like five different book ideas. Um, it's like Judica uh Illes, like she was saying, I wish I could just siphon, you know, my thoughts onto paper and that's how I feel. Like the the ideas are coming faster than the <laughs> the ability to write them, which is good. You know, it's sure. better than writer's block. Um, but, yeah, uh, the other thing is I've been sort of uh, considering the idea of maybe doing a tarot deck um, <gasps> when I have time. Ooh. Uh-huh. So, yeah, <laughs> yes, but, <Fair> <laughs> you know, um, sure. <laughs> I, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, most of it is just writing. Um, uh, I think uh, the next witches' Sabbath uh, the official witches Sabbath, the event, um, is going to be Beltane, and I'm going to be presenting again, um, which is awesome. But other than that, yeah, I don't, I don't really have – I mean, that takes up a lot of my, my attention right there, just the writing projects.
0: It sounds like your plate is quite full, and you recently won some awards from the Witchies, isn't that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, that was really cool. Um, I won three awards. I won uh, best occult book of the year, best occult author of the year, and best new occult author. So, wow, that was sweet. Pretty, <laughs> so, thank you intense. to everyone who voted for that.
0: Yeah, we have yeah, yeah. I, I, about, I, I was, I was not familiar with the witchies.
1: So this is the first time that they've done it. So this was uh-huh. um, Devin Hunter and Laura tempest across. Um They, you know, they're, they're the people that run this new event, the Official Witches Sabbath, and they decided that, you know, um, people in our community don't get enough recognition. So it's not just about authors and books. It's about, like, you know, podcasters and uh, YouTubers and just people who make content in this community because unlike mm-hmm. other um, niches uh, we don't get recognition even like even books like occult books don't get recognition like the closest right. is probably like inats or uh, cover awards which are predominantly new age centered
0: mhm wow I'm so glad you you actually got recognized for all your hard work. This you know with this book, Psychic Witch is an incredible book for anybody who hasn't read it. Um, I highly recommend it, and you don't have to be a new witch to appreciate it. It's it's just a really all around book full of great information. It's really well done, uh, and there's a reason why it won awards, and it, there's a reason why it's in multiple languages and. You know this an audio book or soon to be an audio book is it is it audio yet yes,
1: yes, um it wow, it's uh on audible, and I think it's now on other places as an audio book um but the one that I know about is audible uh Which but yeah it been a crazy year, yeah, I feel really blessed it's not-
0: Okay, well, somehow Matt Ornn has dropped out. Hopefully he'll call back in a minute. Um, but, yeah, as Matt was saying, it's been a really crazy year. And even though it's been crazy, there's been multiple blessings going on anyway, which I'm really glad about because, you know, a lot of folks lost money not being able to have their stores open or being able to do live appearances. And it's it's been pretty rough for folks, so you know, I'm, I'm really glad that he got recognized. Oh, and he is back. Hey there. Hey, hey sorry. <laughs> just said,
1: Oh, you're call fine. Failed all of a sudden.
0: <laughs> yeah, it happens. But, you know, I was just saying that, you know, because so many people lost money this year without being able to do live events and, you know, a lot of things in person, it, it, it's great that there were still some blessings to be had for writers, you know, like you, you guys really adapted to the situation with COVID. So, you know, fair play to our authors for thinking fast on their feet and doing things online.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of us are, you know, we're, we're peers, we're a community, we're friends. So I think like a lot of authors in um, witchcraft, have definitely kind of banded together and helped each other stay afloat this year, which is beautiful. Cause that's always been my, my thing about supporting others. So I think we did adapt very well.
0: Yeah. I, I like seeing that at least, you know, from a pagan standpoint that we at least try to lift each other up and, keep each other's names out in public and encourage each other to do things together. I think it's really great because my understanding is that from, you know, regular publishing it's very cutthroat and doggy dog and you know people have a lot of jealousy, but I find that pagan writers are so unique that that really doesn't need to be even a consideration. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that, you know, sometimes people are like that in our community, but they don't tend to last long. Um, and I think that yeah. goes back to the nature of what we're writing about, because I do believe that witchcraft has a spirit of its own. And if you enter it with the wrong intentions or, you know what I mean? I, I don't yeah. think it keeps you around long.
0: Yeah, I've I've seen people be kind of shitty to each other, and it's annoying because no one wants to be around shitty people. Right. (laughs) And even, you know, and even if you have a crowd of people around you, if you're a shitty person, that crowd will eventually turn on you. (laughs) So, you know. Right, well, and I think it says something about
1: their magic, too, because I do believe that magic changes a person. So, you know, mm-hmm. when I see people like that, it makes me kind of go, hmm, <laughs> you know, like their yeah. craft isn't affecting them on those deep personal levels that I I personally feel that it does. Yeah. Which goes back to your whole think- thing of like, how can someone support Trump and, you know, be a witch because it does change you and change how you view the world and how you relate to others.
0: Yeah. And if you're going to be earth-based in your faith or your path or your, you know, whatever you want to call it, some people object to the word faith. Um, But if you're going to to do something that's earth-based and, you know, we're all earth-based, so, you know, it's, you're going to fall out of some kind of favor somewhere along the line if you treat people on the earth like shit. It's pretty basic. Right, or, or if, you,
1: if you have a spirituality that's focused around the divine feminine and, you know, you're supporting someone that's, you know, talking about grabbing people by body parts, <laughs> like, it's it just, sure. there's a disconnect
0: I totally agree. I'm hoping that he is an anomaly and that maybe we won't have to deal with someone else like this. And at the very least, maybe we can try to keep the people that we'd like to see in office to have some kind of experience first, as, as far as legislature or, you know, Yale scholars or something. I mean... I think you need to have a level of education to be able to handle the ills of the country as it is. There are a lot of things wrong with America. Like you had said earlier, we're, we have a lot of failings. And the only way to improve mm-hmm. the lives of our people is to be better people. So I'm hoping that better nature will take over the next time we have an election and that, you know, whoever is running on whichever side is really a person who wants to serve because that's really what that's about, you know, a lot like witchcraft, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and the people who, you know, the people who are elders or the people who are writers whose opinions are respected like yours, you know, I could not go to someone for advice. As old as I am, I still need advice from other witches, other, you know, people who write and, I would be very concerned if I had to worry about what your nature is as a witch. So please know that I honor honor and respect you because your opinion carries a great deal of weight with me. Oh, that's 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 really sweet. But that's really what it's about. I mean, when we give people the authority to give us instruction, that is a huge responsibility. And, I am very appreciative of the fact that you're one of the people that is willing to take that on. And I think we need to honor. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're yeah,
1: well. um, which, which is weird, because um, I was talking to my astrologer the other day, and she was saying how I will never be comfortable with being in the spotlight. You know, um, there will always be a part of me that is uncomfortable with it. Uh, but this is, I believe, on a core level, this is my work. This is what I'm supposed to do. And work isn't always comfortable. Um, You know, I enjoy writing about the things that I do. I enjoy teaching, but um, I'm such an introvert. um, And I have to Mm -hmm. pretend not to be for the type of work that I do. Um, And I think that a lot of the people that I deeply respect tend to be in this community tend to be introverts as well and in a similar boat, Um, the people who, I I, I mean, I think it goes back to intentions. Like, what is the intention of why you're doing this? Because there's not really money in it. There's not really fame. um, (laughs) You know, there's not any real power. Like, it's a service. Yeah. It's about, you know, serving the community and adding to the conversation and hoping that people become empowered and whole and healed and create effective change in their life.
0: Absolutely. It's certainly why I do it. I mean, I'm, I'm here because I want people to get the word out about what they're doing. And, you know, I'm very, very, very lucky to be able to have folks like you on, you know, who put up with my craziness to come and spend some time uh, with me.
1: Stop. No, I love talking <laughs> to you so much.
0: Oh, my God. You're so sweet. And I love talking to you. But And we are down to... Three minutes. So, if there is something coming up class-wise um, other than the witches' sabbath, uh, let you know. Let us know now before I let you go for the day.
1: Or forever hold my peace. Um,
0: no, <laughs> not that I can
1: think of you. off the top of my head. Uh, you know, right now I'm just in book mode. I haven't really started yeah. scheduling stuff for 2021. So. Uh-huh.
0: Well, I'm going to change that on you in about 20 minutes, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because if you're not good. on every six months, I don't know what I'm doing with myself. So <laughs> I really appreciate it. Um, everybody, check out Matt Oren's website, m a t a u r y n. M-A-T-A-U-R-Y-N.com. It's Matt with one T. And you can find out everything that's going on with Matt. And if you haven't gotten a copy of Psychic Witch, what are you doing with your life? Because you're missing something. So I'm here to remind you. Go get it. And if you don't want to read it, get it on audio. It's on Audible. Go ahead and check it out. It's fantastic. Matt Oren, I love talking to you. Thank you again for coming and hanging out with me.
1: Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure, Rena.
0: Oh, you're a doll. I will talk to you soon. All right, All right. You, take care. Take care. Bye, Matt. All right, folks, tomorrow at 1230, Born Mooney joins me for an hour. We're I don't know what we're doing, but we're doing something. So <laughs> hang out with me. It's going to be wild. We'll see you at 1230. Have a great Saturday, everyone. Bye-bye.